0: And links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started.
1: My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show takes you into the field where you find those mastermind meetings and aha moments that move you closer to your center of your brilliance and your passion so that you can serve your community, market, and audience in a way that makes the world a better place by you being part of it and your contributions to it. Now that I've strung together several of my taglines across two of my businesses, I will explain to you briefly what that means. We don't have a $25,000 high quality Hollywood studio. We record these. I'm on my Laptop using my $30 Logitech headset. I have the flexibility. Flexibility and mobility are some of my key values. Sometimes we do these from cigar shops. We do them from coffee shops. I've done them from sitting out on my balcony. We've had guests dial in from a tent in the middle of a Colombian rainforest during a torrential downpour. We also had somebody dial in once at an airport hangar in Tel Aviv, Israel, and you could hear the IDF jets above as he spoke. Today, I come to you from my sumptuous apartment here in Las Vegas, known to some as the hottest city in America, although I wouldn't say that lately. We're having an unseasonably chilly winter. What we're going to speak about today is meditation and mindfulness. A lot of our listeners love this stuff. They get into what we call the woo-woo. Some people call it that. I call it just part of Holistic health. Think about it this way you bathe every once in a while because it's good for your physique. You either cut your hair or shave your head or whatever you do to maintain the stuff that pops out of the follicles on your skull because it's refreshing and it keeps you in alignment with your appearance and how you present yourself to the world. You go to seminars, sometimes the same seminar you've been to before. To renew the energy, renew the knowledge, and renew the passion and enthusiasm you gained from the previous time. It's why you hire a coach. You don't hire a coach for one session, you hire a coach for the long game as you go about your journey and discover things that you were not anticipating when you first planned it out. I believe in meditation myself. I do what's known as a 333 meditation twice a day. And I often listen to those meditation type songs while I'm in trance mode doing heavy projects. So I'm using a lot of the key phrases that we think of. And I have somebody here today we've been looking to get on the show for a while, actually. He is a very busy individual, moving about, got a lot of things going on, and when you hear him, you're going to understand why he's somebody you need to listen to today. His name is Craig Goldberg. He has an amazing origin story that I'm going to let him tell you a bit about for why he does what it does. And it's a story that is film worthy. And secondly, he's a true master of his craft. He co-founded a company called In Harmony not to be confused with eHarmony. It's a wildly successful business in the health and wellness space. He's not just a relaxation expert. He is the relaxation expert. You could probably put a little TM after that, who mm-hmm. has built an amazing and innovative tech that has helped thousands of people overcome stress and achieve a deeper sense of inner calmness, which entrepreneurs absolutely need when ends aren't meeting and projects are appalling upward. He has gained several features like Reader's Digest, Healthy Gem, Markets Insiders, and more, and he's a patent and inventor who's behind the tech-assisted meditation and vibroacoustic therapy. One of my podcast reach clients has an artificial intelligence application that delivers essentially life coaching and self-help improvements using AI, and we're seeing artificial intelligence being so much more of our lives, which is why the whole tech-assisted thing is curious to me. But regardless of artificial intelligence, we deal with real intelligence in our daily lives and meditation and mindfulness help get us here. Craig Goldberg, come on in. The weather's fine.
2: Oh, Adam, thank you so much for that beautiful, warm welcome. Excited to be here and super grateful.
1: Question number one, and I always say this because it just is the fact, uh, you you are looking into you you're so impressive I'm not sure if I'm worthy to be in your presence and this is my show uh and the first question we always ask is tell us a bit about your journey and what's brought you closer to your intersection of your brilliance and your passion uh with what you do today serving entrepreneurs uh but you have an amazing origin story you're just teasing us with and I'm seeing a screenplay coming so let's ask the question that way tell us about this origin story
2: I appreciate that. Adam, first of all, I'm honored to be here. I'm a 25 year entrepreneur myself, so um, when you want to talk about the trials and tribulations of a business, starting a business, running a business, exiting a business, hopefully with a positive exit, this is something that I know all too well, and one that I know is very important um, for for the the conversation that we're having, and of course for the folks that are listening that are looking for the advice and the trials and tribulations of of business life. So. This is something that I'm very, very excited uh, to be here for. And and my origin business, uh, as far as my origin story, I was burnt out. <laughs> I was burnt out. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was tired. And, and then on top of everything else, my wife, who I'm now with for 15 years, about 10 years ago, started to get really sick. And uh-huh. we couldn't figure out what was wrong with her doc after doc. Uh, Test after test, everything came back negative. Nobody could tell us what was wrong. Uh, In the end, it wound up being gluten. Um, We pulled gluten from her diet and miraculously within 72 hours, all of her symptoms went away. Wow. And and, uh, wow. And this led to uh, a deep dive for me into truly understanding uh, the human body and how it operates. It led into a deep dive to understand our immune system and and how it's impacted and, and what really triggers it and how we can manipulate that. It it really got me into the world of biohacking, to understanding our biochemistry, to understanding diet and nutrition and its impact on our physiology. And that led us, without getting into too many of the details, that led us to essential oils. My wife and I started traveling the world, teaching people about the efficacy of essential oils. And I was going to these yoga retreats and conferences, and I would check in at the hotel, I would get ready for my talk and I would immediately go towards the sound healers. Um, the folks that were playing the gongs, the didgeridoos, the bells chimes, and I would lay in front of them for 45 minutes, not knowing what I know now, not knowing why I enjoyed it quite so much, but I would fall asleep at the first strike of a bell or, or, or gong and, or a bong, I guess that's a different, that's a different drop in. And, um, I'd wake up 45 minutes later feeling amazing. And this was something that I would regularly do as I got to these yoga retreats. And I fell in love with sound therapy. I fell in love with sound healing. And I'm an audiophile. I like technology. I like good sound. I like crisp sound systems. And I've always had a great stereo system. And I went back to my house and I was trying to recreate that sound healing experience using a gong CD and my stereo system. And I'll never forget it. I was laying in the ground, starfished out. And I had my center channel in between my legs. I had my front right and my front left on my right inside side of my body. I had my rear right and rear left above each shoulder next to my head. And I was just cranking this gong CD. And my wife came home and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I want a sound healing on tap. I want to be able to feel what I feel when I'm laying in front of those talented sound therapists when I want it in my living room. And, um, it was a failed attempt. I was using the wrong technology. Literally about three months after that experience, I get a phone call from my now business partner, Dom, who says, Hey, I got something that you should come check out. It's called a sound lounge. And I went down to his office and I laid on this machine for the first time. And, and I, I took the headphones off about halfway through the track and I went laughing like, Dom, you, you did it. you you figured it out. And he said, just listen to the rest of the track and, and I'll tell you all about it. And I had questions. I wanted to know what he did. And it turns out I was using the wrong technology. I was using speakers and speakers merely project sound onto your body. They move the air between you and the speaker. The technology that we use is called a tactile transducer, right. and it ultimately converts sound into vibration. And when you're laying on this, you can actually translate sound and frequency directly to your body. I am now a certified vibroacoustic therapy practitioner, which is a really big word for studying sound and frequency and its impact okay. on our physiology. And uh, we've built a business around helping people to relax using sound and frequency on tap in your own home or office.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a couple of uh, micro reactions to everything you just said I find it all very interesting during my college years I had my 1988 Chevrolet Camaro I'd saved up for a year to buy that thing and oh I loved it I would pull into the driveway sometimes and have to go burn another tank of gas just driving and I love that car so much the vehicle had a sound system in it that was worth more than the car itself. I had, I had friends and this was the 1990s just to date when this was happening. Uh, I had the, I had friends in in the competition auto sound circuit and that was really hot back then. And, uh, and these are, these are people who would buy state of the art stuff and then dump it for 10 cents on the dollar two months later when the next state of the art came out. So I got, I got competition quality stuff. for 10 cents on the dollar i just it was like oh it was a month old well big whoop i wasn't looking to compete i just wanted something that sounded good that was great for me uh uh and you know you you heard me coming down the road uh you hear the and a mile and and then and then uh two miles later and five minutes later i show up uh and then people would ask how do you how do you drive with that let's say Let's go for a little ride. Cause you know, I wanted to drive the car. On the inside, it sounds yeah. so much better. That's yeah, that's where we that's where we were going. And they they oh, said, they said, oh, wow. This is this is this just sounds really, really clean and it's got good balance to it. It's like it's like being at a concert. Yep. That's the whole idea. It's not, it's not ripping your eardrums out. That, uh, that won't bump on the outside is uh, simply the impact from sound pressure levels, uh, SPL, uh, as Mm -hmm. it's, uh, as it's pounding on the panels of the vehicle and that's, what's going through it. The bass, because bass travels, bass resonates. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's why, it's why my home sound system, which really is uh, just a computer sound system, it does have the big subwoofer though, because that wow. is very important to get that balance between your between your sub, your mid-bass, your mid-range, and your your high range. So I have the uh, you know, I'm looking at it right now. I see the big subwoofer box, and then there are the mid-base, mid-range uh uh spiders with the little tweets on them in the middle, oh. and they've got the and they've got the band passports and everything else. So yeah, I've done a bit of study on this mm. and uh you know, well, sound. So- impacts us and hearing songs, hearing, hearing vibes, hearing music, like when you described your star fishing on the ground, the ability of music to and sound to impact our mindfulness is something that cannot possibly be overstated.
2: Look, music, music moves us, right? Yeah. Regardless of what music you love and we don't all resonate with the same music, which is why, you hear some music and you're like, I can't believe how you listen to that. And other people are like, what are you talking about? I love this track. It's my favorite, you know, musician. So we're all moved by music and vibration that sound system that you had in your car. And I grew up in just about the same time. And I had very similar friends back in New York on long Island. And um, my buddy had five 18 inch kickers in the back of his Ford Bronco. Oh Hell
1: God. yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Those uh and those Bronco twos that were uh that were all the rage back then. You I mean you could you could put a wall in that you could put a wall behind your uh your your passenger seats and you could you could do some damage with those Un- things. Yes.
2: Unreal how good his sound uh his truck sounded. Shout out to Mike Skalar. I, I really won't forget this truck. And um, so when you're looking at that subwoofer, there's two main components to that subwoofer. There's many more, but there's two main. There's the cone. And there's a driver yep. behind the cone yep what what folks don't realize and and i know you do adam but i'll just paint the picture for folks that are listening that subwoofer is ultimately driven by a driver which is a magnet that magnet is a tactile yep. transducer that tactile transducer is moving the cone which is creating a larger air pocket that is moving the air and the air is literally being pushed off that cone And colliding with every air molecule until it hits your chest and it compresses your chest through something called a mechanoreceptor in your skin. And that's sending the signal to your brain that's saying it's feeling that frequency. Uh When you're laying on our sound lounge, our practitioner or our meditation cushion, you are feeling that frequency without the air in between you. It's a highly efficient and way more effective transference of energy so that that energy, you're feeling every. Every, every piece of that vibration is coming yeah. towards your body and you're perceiving it through the mechanoreceptors in your skin. When you're feeling the same vibrations that you're hearing, very much like you're in your car, it creates this three-dimensional, fully immersive experience. Now, sitting in that car, anybody would tell you, I'm sure everybody told you this is an immersive experience and that is because yeah. you're hearing the same frequencies you're feeling. The brain basically gets overrode by the fact that it's used to perceiving sound through your auditory nerve. And it is now perceiving sound through every cell in your body. Same thing happens at a concert or a nightclub. Um, but now we're playing very specific frequencies designed very specifically to calm and relax the mind, body, and spirit. And bring it into what's called harmonic resonance. Uh, and um, and starting to have a very profound impact on your on your physiology and your brain.
1: Yeah, the and the you know, going back to these types of designs. One of the reasons I specifically wanted the third generation Camaro is they had those hatchbacks with that huge, thick mm-hmm. glass window. Mm-hmm. If uh, and I and I was working with a sealed sub subwoofer box rather than a bandpass. Uh, they they have boxes uh, actually the same box that I used is still for sale today. The company that made it is still doing business. It's actually kind of large. And it goes right in. For those who are familiar with those vehicles, that well that's right in the back when you open the hatch, and it fit in there perfectly. So it uh, so that sound pushed up onto that window, and the curve created the bandpass and moved the energy with the sound forward. And I was conscious mm-hmm. of how all all of that worked, and it's part of what allowed you to do so much of the car. And what's also really cool about, in here on our show, we uh, we get very real and raw about things Uh, for anybody who's familiar with that make and model of the, uh, the third generation F body, the front passenger seat, when you reclined, it would actually when it reclined backwards all the way and rested against that little back seat that those cars had, it would be perfectly flat. Mm -hmm. So you could lay on that thing, just like you were laying in bed. Uh, Now, you have to consider this was my college years and what do guys in college who drive cars like that and have systems like that what do they have on their mind yeah the ladies loved that passenger seat it worked yeah which again which again also when you think about it spiritually goes to transference of energy and how we set class. ourselves exactly exactly Absolutely.
2: yeah so it's like business class all day at long. Business
1: class. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, thinking about this uh, whole thing with uh, mindfulness, meditation, let's define some terms as you describe them. Um, how do you def- define mindfulness for yourself?
2: Yeah, I think this is actually a really great question and one that uh, everybody's talking about mindfulness and meditation, and they are actually two different things. Uh, meditation is simply quieting your mind and allowing thoughts to flow through your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not about clearing your mind. It's not about thinking about nothing. It's a very common misconception when it comes to mindfulness or meditation. Mindfulness is actually something quite different. Mindfulness is just that being mindful. Think of it as being aware. Think of it as focusing your mind on a certain thing. A mindfulness meditation might be sitting down and staring at the tip of a candle. A mindfulness meditation might be focusing on a particular mantra. Um, So meditation and mindfulness is not necessarily the same thing, nor is being mindful, which is this simple act of being aware of your surroundings or being aware of and mindful of uh, something in your surroundings. So yeah, Yeah. really important delineation there.
1: Yeah, and thanks for sharing that. Uh, A long time ago, one of my hypnotherapists, taught me this tactic when it seems like I'm having a hard time getting a grip simply hold my breath for 15 seconds that's that's the whole thing and what happens when at least when I do it is I notice that the chatter in my brain disappears Mm. and my sense of hearing and sight become stronger
2: You know, it's um, an interesting thing happens when you start to break the normal patterns of day to day life, and and that's exactly what you're doing in this particular way. And and you can use your breath as a very powerful and free way. Uh, many of us, myself included, I breathe every single day, uh, but you're not conscious of it. You're not mindful of it. And different breath breathing techniques can help you to reach deeper meditative states in a very short period of time. And they do so simply by breaking your normal pattern of breath, whatever that looks like for you, Adam, as far as breathing every day, it might be deep breaths, it might be shallow breaths. I like box breathing to do something very similar, which is simply four beats in, four heartbeats in, four, and then hold for four beats, and then exhale for four beats, and then hold for four beats. And in that box It's obviously a little sped up, but as you're inhaling, holding, exhaling, and then holding, you're breaking the pattern with a very specific pattern. And all of a sudden, it starts to do some very interesting things to your physiology. It starts to drop you into that alpha brainwave state. If your eyes are closed Mm -hmm. and you're focusing on your breath, and it does start to quiet the normal chatter and the everyday patterns of thought that you have day in and day out.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah. There's another thing I want to mention. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent. Then we'll come back. Uh, when you told your origin story, uh, here's another thing that's very interesting. You mentioned your your wife and you searched for so long for the issues with her health. Uh, you landed on gluten. You took the gluten out of her diet. Seventy two hours. Holy heck. Uh, everything's different. Uh, Eleven years ago, I. When I, I embraced veganism for my dietary lifestyle. Now, people look at my headshots and they say, what, you're a vegan? It's like, yeah, I'm a vegan who sits around too damn much, but I'm working on it anyway, because <laughs> there's this conception that if you that if you're vegan, uh, you're, you're supposed you're supposed to be real thin that doesn't always work that way. And uh, I'm and this not the topic of this interview. But, yeah, you know, when you adopt that lifestyle, you also have to look at certain balances within your chemical physiology. And uh, I believe that mine might need some adjustments. So I plans to see holistic doc and run the test again and see if I need to change my supplements, whatever. And I'll I'll get the weight off. But anyway, here's what happened after I made that transition. I was also just about due for uh, an eye exam because my glasses were about three years old at that time went to my same optometrist i had had since I was a child. He was the one who uh, diagnosed my astigmatism. And uh, when I I took the test, he was expecting my numbers to decline a little bit as they traditionally had every visit. But according to the test, my vision had improved so much that he couldn't trust the results and had me schedule another appointment on a different day to come back just to verify that it wasn't a fluke. And it turned out that I came back and did the test another day and those same anomalous results came in and uh, oh. And I heard him say to the tech, all right, well, looks like something happened here and this site actually <laughs> got better. So uh, so give him what the chart says, but only give him 80% just in case. And uh, mm. it's funny, it changed, the, it changed the development or rather adjusted the uh, trajectory of the decline of my eyesight. So after that, I didn't get new glasses for 10 years. It was a combination of a lot of things. I just never got around to it. In that time, Mm -hmm. I moved to Las Vegas. I got a new optometrist, and, um, and I told him about this, and he said, all right, the reason you didn't really have much change in your prescription and you got away with the same prescription for 10 years is because you got that last prescription when you were 35 years old, and you're now 45. Not much happens between that space. But it's going to start happening. So uh, you you're either back in my office in two years, or I'm coming to your place. Hmm. He actually said that. He has that kind of deadpan sense of humor. I found out. Hmm. Uh, but I bring this up only because there are cause and effects things that we don't always see consciously. Like when I made that change in my diet, I didn't know it was going to change the it's going to change my eyesight. It's like. Wow, that's that's uh, because that's the only change I made. And I also noticed that when I made the change it uh, reduced my brain fog and it was a contributing factor to adjustments I made in my overall day-to-day lifestyle that allowed me to have a lot more energy for my business, which is something that I've been able to sustain for 11 mm-hmm. years now. So just pointing out that, You know, listening to topics like we're discussing today for our listeners, this stuff is important because you might find an answer to a question you didn't even know that your spirit or your vibes were asking Mm -hmm. to solve a problem you don't even consciously realize you have. So coming back Mm -hmm. to that, you know, we covered a lot about, uh, we discussed sound and vibration. We've discussed mindfulness. I just want to make sure before we move on to the next thing, that we fully address the connection between the two. So is there anything else that we need to add there so that we fully understand it?
2: Well, I would just touch on something that you just shared. I was I was vegan for three years, um, and, and that is a, a big change. Uh, the biggest change, uh, and, and I could totally see how this would affect your eyesight in a positive way, um, the, the biggest change that you make in shifting to veganism is removing dairy. Um, yeah. and and when you remove dairy, among other things, and and you bring up a very good point that just being vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. There are lots of unhealthy vegans out there.
1: Oh my, god. <laughs>
2: my favorite my favorite example is Oreo cookies are vegan.
1: Yeah, they That's are. So, so yeah, so so are certain so are certain types of barbecue potato chips. Uh, there's a whole list of things totally. that are accidentally vegan. Do you know? I mean, do you know that you totally. can eat? Yeah, do you know that you can eat vegan at uh, at Papa John's if you just know two substitutions to make, oh, right off their menu? Easily. Yeah.
2: Well, so look, here's so I mean, look, it's the difference. Even I'm, I'm also here in Las Vegas. It's the difference of going to the Modern Vegan, which is amazingly tasty and wonderful
1: food. Been there, done that many times. Uh, might not, go there not the do Not the healthiest.
2: Not the healthiest vegan food out there. Very tasty, and it will uh-huh. certainly replace the uh, the feelings of missing a Reuben, one of the best Reubens in in yeah. this city, by the way, and it's vegan. Versus going to say Violets. Um, which is, in in my opinion, much healthier, right? Much healthier vegan food, Uh homemade, home cooked, that sort of thing. So, um, but the biggest change, your diet and nutrition, and look, I think this is very relative for entrepreneurs that I think often we put our health and wellness aside at the sacrifice as a sacrifice to our business. Guilty. And we make all of these excuses as to why we can't be healthy. We can't take care of our health and wellness. We sacrifice sleep. We sacrifice our social life. We sacrifice things like getting out into nature and we just write it off as I'm too busy or I'm focused on building right now. And the reality is that this can have a dramatic increase in productivity by taking an hour to go hike Black Mountain mm-hmm. here in town or get up to Mount Charleston and give yourself yep. that 45 minute or hour, two hour break, getting out into nature can make you that much more productive when you're back in your chair creating or you're back at your desk writing code or whatever it is that your uh-huh. business and your gift to the world is. And that change you made in shifting to veganism, you removed an unbelievable amount of inflammation from your diet. Yeah. And that change in inflammation had a dramatic impact on your eyesight, your vision, and I'm sure a number of other um biochemical reactions in the body and, and performance of various aspects of your body as well. I did the same switch. I gave up gluten at the same time because that was obviously the issue that my wife had. Yep. And, um, and just cause it's relative and we're talking about it um, over the next six months, we gave up gluten and dairy 100%. Um, I got better and my wife got, I'm sorry, my wife got better and I got worse. I had a, a head cold, a runny nose, a fee, low grade fever, and I just couldn't figure mm. out what was going on. In the end, that I figured out for the next nine months after giving up dairy and gluten, um, my body was no longer distracted by the inflammatory response that that gluten and dairy was causing it. That all of a sudden it could start to cleanse and clean itself. Uh I had nine months of a detox. Yeah, nine months of a detox effect. So, you know, the human body is something that's very complex, and I I think uh, especially here in the United States, we we discount the power and impact of what a healthy diet can really do for our physiology, for our, um, for our neuroplasticity, for the way our brain operates for memory recall and cognitive ability. And that brain fog that you talked about lifting and disappearing, once you started to clean up your diet and started to eat more whole food plant-based, it's really pretty remarkable. The impact, and I'm no longer vegan hundred percent. I have meat uh, and animal meat probably once or twice a month. But most of my house is um, is organic and plant based yep. and whole food and that sort of thing. But, yeah. um, you know, for each their own, but the value of a clean diet, especially as entrepreneurs and taking care of ourselves to give us the stamina, the strength and the power we need to bring our gifts to the world, I think should not be discounted as worth mentioning.
1: Oh, no, 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 not, not at all. Now, any um, uh, holistic doctor is going to tell you that you don't just go vegan because you saw some videos of what goes on at factory farms and say, I'm vegan now. Okay, (laughs) Uh, I mean, that can be that can be your driver. Um, Actually, what pushed me from vegetarianism into veganism was uh, I accidentally ran across some videos of medical experiments being done on a cat. And mm. it uh and it caused me to pass out in the middle of my living room and bang my head on something. There was uh, mm. there was still a, a mark on the wall where I bounced uh three years later when I moved out. Uh so sometimes it was catalytic events, but just because that happens doesn't mean you should just make the jump without education. You really should be tested uh to find out what supplements you need to have or what adjustments you need to make to do it effectively. And also to find out if there's some inhibitive health reason why that might actually be worse for you, because there are other ways that you can be ethical about things without, uh, without necessarily going that route, if it's actually going to be more harm than good to you. So I'm not, so I'm also, uh, you know, not and I'm also not the person that, uh, that comments on it. You see those memes out there that say, how do you know if someone's vegan? Just wait five minutes and I'll fucking tell you all about it. <laughs> I mean no. No, actually actually I find it's the other way around. I, I go to I go to a restaurant with a group of people and uh and I and they don't know me and uh you know to that level whatever. And I just simply ask the server, hey, do you have a really big salad and could you please uh leave the cheese off it and uh substitute a vinaigrette dressing instead of the ranch. And then I get the, are you vegan? Yeah. Well, where do you get your protein? Oh, uh, I h- how, do, how do you live without a rack of ribs? Did you know that the Bible says that you're supposed to eat animals, uh-huh. which it doesn't, by the way, it but okay. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, I really just want to, I really just wanted this salad. I didn't really I just want to discuss, it, discuss this at all. I mean, I know. I mean, I know you have. I know you have uh, uh, chicken wings coming with uh, with a, a loaded baked potato as a side. I know that's your order. Uh, when you have it, I'm not going to have any questions about. It. Oh, and you and you and with your 16 inch New York strip steak. If I even comment on it, I'm just going to ask if they uh, truly did it medium well the way you ordered it. That's mm-hmm. it, yeah. because. I, it's not my job to convert other people. It's my job to, it's my job to be mindful for myself. And if people choose to be inspired by that, that's perfectly fine. If they want to ask me about it, I'm happy to have the conversation, but not uh, playing 20 questions and not it's like I'll say, I say, look, go to www.schedulewithadam.com and uh, put in an appointment, and I'll be happy to chat with you on this. Just uh, well, we can both lean in on it. But anyway,
2: Adam, you know what? It it brings us back to this whole biohacking world, and really, what got yeah. me into sound and frequency in the first place, and that is finding what works for you, uh-huh. because and and you just touched on this r- brilliantly. And that is, you know, everybody wants to project onto others what works for them. Not everybody, but a lot of people in this world want to project onto uh, other people, their own belief systems of what works for them. And the reality is we are all a little different and we all resonate with slightly different frequencies. We all resonate with slightly different frequencies at different times in our lives as well. So people... Uh, a lot of, especially just given my background and what I do, they want to ask about uh, the brown note. If you're familiar with it, it's a frequency yeah. that did some research that makes, you know, when you listen to it, it makes you have to go to the bathroom pretty much. Yep, I've heard of it, right? Just for your listeners and everybody else. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, people want to ask about 440 versus 432, um, and um, um, which is a nice long conversation around um, how they tune music since the early 1900s it's changed from 432 to 440 as far as the a um and i don't believe i don't subject to that conversation i don't believe 432 is better than 440 for anybody or in general instead i believe each of us has our own harmonic resonance each of us is at a specific vibration and therefore different frequencies to different people at different times are going to impact us differently and we need to be cognizant of that. And I think obviously that goes with diet, nutrition. It goes with red light therapy, sun exposure, how much how much fresh air to get, how often to be outside, how much sunlight to be exposed to. Where in this beautiful world to live? Siberia versus you know South Florida and the equator, or San Diego or Vegas for that matter. Yeah, and uh, we each need to figure out what works for us. I think that's the beauty of biohacking in general. It's is a keto diet going to be good for you? Is a vegan diet going to be good for? You is is a breatharian diet going to be good for you, (laughs) whatever that might be, and and figuring out what what really optimizes your existence. And it's been a big study of mine and and something that I'm really happy to be talking about right now. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. So, shifting gears here, because I know we have about 10 or so minutes left here, Uh, Uh, there's another topic you mentioned to me in the green room that I really want to make sure we cover because I found this really intriguing. Uh, There's sympathetic and parasympathetic responses and there's a difference between the two of those and there's a question of whether we even control those so first of all let's go back to defining our terms what do those words mean and Uh, what control do we have and what is this how does this impact everything when it comes to the overall topic of our conversation today
2: yeah so parasympathetic and sympathetic are nervous system responses and um and they are governed by a reptilian part of our brain that is very reactionary to our external environment. Uh, Parasympathetic is associated with calm and relaxed. Sympathetic is associated with stress and anxious or fight or flight. So we shift in and out of a parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system response throughout the day. And I I think this is is really getting to the core of what I truly believe is, is a pandemic that's affecting our planet right now. And really what's affecting, because I could talk about here in the United States, but what's affecting us here in the United States is that so many of us are walking around in a sympathetic nervous system response all day long. And that's not how we were designed. We were designed to spend most of our time in parasympathetic, cool, calm, and relaxed. Yep. And then get triggered into a sympathetic nervous system response through our reptilian brain when we're in danger. When more importantly, we're in danger that is life-threatening.
1: Fight or flight and uh, all we hear all day is how they're existential threats uh well if you well if the election goes a certain way it's going to ruin our country which no, it is.
2: is the fear-mongering adam the fear-mongering which
1: which, no it no it isn't i've been around long enough to see that and i've and i remember i remember i study history for fun uh we've uh, all these uh these these politicians we have that are supposedly threats to our Democracy, which, by the way, we're in a republic and uh, in our entire way of life. OK, no matter how bad you think we are, we or they are, we've had worse and we're actually better off for having gone through it. So get a grip. Uh, see, so you have to look at you have to look at the source of why people want to keep us there. And this is a great way of looking at it. Uh, that programming forces us into the sympathetic all the time, which keeps us enraged, angry and desperate for more information that could either spur us to an action to make us feel like we're making a difference or to seek confirmation bias to make us feel more relaxed. And then there's somebody there to profit off delivering the confirmation bias. So uh, you, you wonder if they're yeah. kicking back money to each other. And then there's also this, the uh, then there's also the matter of, uh, we're supposed to be in some sort of pandemic. And I phrase that that way because there is a debate as to whether or not it's pandemic or endemic at this point. I tend to believe that we're actually pretty close to the latter. I mean, COVID's not going to go away. It's, uh, I mean, many times in history, some new disease that uh, hadn't existed before, at least, that hadn't been on the radar, all of a sudden pops up and affects a lot of people all at once. But then society finds a way to treat it, to mitigate it, to manage it. And candidly, yeah, to just live with it. And uh, that really has to happen. But uh, you know, as long as people continue to attempt to profit off it by generating fear, uh, you know, they're going to have people forced into the sympathetic over whether or not they got a shot or stay six feet away from somebody or whatever. But uh, regardless, I mean,
2: Adam, Adam, yeah. to your point, regardless of which side you sit on, the left yeah. or the right,
1: pro uh-huh. vaccine or against
2: anti vaccine, right? Like, yeah, we're in this dichotomy, this divided uh-huh. world.
1: Division, and, yes. Divided, yes.
2: And at the core of either side, and it doesn't matter which side you fall on, there is another side that you are um, being conditioned to dislike or be concerned yep. about. And at the crux of all of it for every human, regardless of which side you're on, is the potential to be triggered into that sympathetic nervous system response. That's where and, I was and, headed. That's where and I was it's headed. really yep. important that we understand this because... Now, all of a sudden, your body, when you're in a sympathetic nervous system response, your body is at a complete disadvantage. You are ill-equipped to handle the normal day-to-day trials and tribulations in that sympathetic nervous system response because four things are happening. When you drift into that sympathetic nervous system response, for the right or the wrong reasons, most of the time for the wrong reasons, because our lives are pretty safe these days. Um, We're not really in life-threatening situations, although every now and again, it might happen, but generally speaking, we're pretty safe. Four things happen. First of all, cortisol and adrenaline flow through your blood. This makes you hyper aware, brings your awareness into the present moment, which is a good thing. And if you're in a life and death situation, the adrenaline pumps blood flow to the major muscle groups, giving you the ability to fight or run. The second thing is your brain turns off your ability to digest your food. Digestion, food digestion is, and I love how this overlaps into what we were just talking about. Digestion is the second most expensive bodily function behind your brain. And if you need to fight and defend yourself, you don't need to digest your food. You need as much strength and power in your major muscle groups as you can. So that means regardless of how clean your diet is, how organic, how local, how whole food plant-based, you're not digesting any of the nutrients from that food because your body says, Uh I need the power and the strength I have right now to fight. The next thing, uh-huh. the third, the third thing is your um, your nervous system turns off your immune system. It says, "I don't need to defend myself from bacteria and viruses right now. I need to defend myself from this threat that is sitting, this physical threat that's in front of me." And the last thing is, it turns off rational thinking. So even though you're making decisions, you're not being rational about the decisions you're making. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, as we sit in this debate over, let's say, the pandemic, okay. And the left and the right and the fear mongering that the news channels and and the media will have us portray, or frankly, let's not even, let's dance around that. Let's not even say, let's not even talk about that. Let's say your sister is doing that thing she's been doing and, and you can't believe she's doing it again. And she just doesn't learn her lesson. That has nothing to do with your life and everything to do with your sister's life and everything to do with this built up concern that we have for somebody else's life, rightfully so but nonetheless, it's triggering your immune system. It's triggering your digestion. It's triggering your nervous system into that sympathetic nervous system response. And now all of a sudden for the next three to four hours, you're not making rational decisions. You're not digesting your food. Your immune system's turned off and you have cortisol and adrenaline flowing through your veins for something that's really not life-threatening to yourself or worse you're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's traffic and now you're running late for your appointment. Or I'll give you an even better example, Adam, because it happened to me. I show up for my meeting with you at 5 p.m. Pacific when I should have been there at 6 p.m. Pacific. And you bet what was going through my mind was, oh man, I can't believe I just did this. And I triggered myself into a sympathetic nervous system response because I felt terrible that I missed an appointment with you. And that's not life-threatening, Adam
1: no 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 all, I mean all you had, all you had to do is just exactly what you did just send a quick message saying oh I was traveling I got mixed up on the time zones I thought Super I' I sorry. thought I, thought I had reschedule. it right yeah and I and uh, right. when I and when I got that um I uh, I received it and I forwarded a message to our producer that said okay I buy this one go ahead and reschedule them because no. uh, because uh, because sometimes people uh, are just full of shit but I, I, I sense the sincerity I and the that. logic of what you said and I said, uh, Cause we, cause we're, we typically don't reschedule them because we count on people to, uh, to, you know, uh, I was here earlier today, Adam, hold up, hold up, I was here end. early. Yep. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> and then I, and then I was two minutes late, but, uh, yeah, but see the point, but see the point is, is, um, yeah, just the way you conveyed that told me, oh, this, this could happen to anybody. Go, go ahead. I, Let, I appreciate give that. Another, so give me another shot.
2: So look, that, that sympathetic nervous system response in this beautifully, scripted and co-created society that we share triggers us into that sympathetic nervous system response look even as entrepreneurs let's take it right back to the average listener of your show as an entrepreneur do we not go from fire drill to fire drill all day long oh my god exhausted
1: even on a a good day
2: on a good day that's right i mean that's look that's the beauty of of business ownership
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you know putting on fire let me let me give me let me give you an example. Just the other day, um, uh, I applied for two sources of funding for the business as part of our ongoing. Um, uh, development in terms of our cash reserves and our credit ratings, uh, both for the business on DMB and me personally. I mean, both are going very well. But we have a long-term plan to um, acquire and pay off loans as a way of building our credit and managing our revolving on both sides. Uh, so uh, the other day, I had applied for a loan on the personal side and a loan on the business side. Is the next step in each one of those long-term processes. One got approved and one got denied. So. At the same time that I'm seeing a notification that a shit ton of money just got wired to me, I'm asking I'm asking the other place, what is this bullshit excuse you gave me for this form letter where you just rejected my application out of hand? So it's funny, you have two energies. Uh, one's a celebratory energy um, that, re- that represents freedom, a weight lifted, uh, new ability to focus without distraction, and another, it's like, what? Did you just do? And and now yeah. you have those two in and, conflict. And this happens.
2: And this happens all day. Look, I I was just on another podcast, and her electricity went out in the middle of that. <laughs> just like that, just cut yeah. off the recording. Everything stopped. We lost everything. An, a uh-huh. beautiful hour and twenty five minute conversation. Oh, these been things there happen for once, yeah. Right. So and and these are all triggers. Into a sympathetic as you start to worry and concern yourself with what was. we're going to record the podcast again, it's going to be beautiful and spectacular and probably better than the first one was, right, you're going to get the funding that you need so that you can work this out, or maybe you aren't and that business is going to close and you're going to be on to your next greatest and most amazing. Uh I hope that doesn't happen. But nonetheless, we get triggered into this sympathetic nervous system response, and it cripples us. Now you're not making those rational decisions. Now you're not thinking with all of your power. Now you're not digesting all of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you need. All those fantastically expensive supplements that you're taking to balance out your your everything is not being absorbed. And we find ourselves crippled in handling the day-to-day trials and tribulations. And one of the beautiful things around what we do is using sound and vibration can help to reset your nervous system in a matter of about 15 minutes to create and trigger the chemical cascades associated with cool, calm, and collected, associated with parasympathetic nervous system response, and take you from triggered into calm and relaxed. And um, and that's the beauty of what we do and the importance, frankly, in the business world. For me, it's I'm a completely changed human being from who I was as an entrepreneur six years ago before I had my sound tech And before I started to share this message and get this message out with the world, and I I truly believe everybody needs to know about this technology, everybody needs to be familiar with vibration, the power and its impact, and how we can positively affect your physiology, and give you every ounce of human optimization so that you can go after and get your goals and attain and touch this world in a beautiful way.
1: Okay, for our listeners, I want to take a moment to pause, we're just about to wrap up here, but I want to pause. And I want you to understand that Craig just explained to you why when it seems like your cash reserves are low and you're constantly making injections into your personal bank account because it keeps overdrawing with all these hits you keep taking, you end up uh, doing shitty deals with clients you'd rather not do with for cash flow reasons rather than pausing and saying, how can I quickly attract the project and the client that I'm going to love that's going to pay me that same money anyway. That's why you do it. And then he also mm-hmm. gave you the beginning of a solution to that. So as we wrap up here, what I do know is that uh, Craig has an invitation for us and let's visit his website. If you go to uh, I am in harmony.com, that's I am in harmony.com clear it's not eharmony that's iaminharmony.com exactly exactly <laughs> um there's actual there's actual furniture that you can buy that will help you with uh creating your sound lounge and your posture, and using sound and vibration to help you relieve that stress and anxiety. As you go through the navigation, you're going to see how these things work. You're going to learn more about the music. You're going to learn. Uh, you can also check out some of the science and research. There's a great blog. You can see some other episodes like this one where Craig has shared on different topics. Uh, there's, there's a ton of stuff there. So if you find yourself thinking, what is the next step I can take right now? Go to IamInHarmony.com and check it out. And if you and if you end up making an investment or you want to leave a comment there, just tell them you just tell them you heard about this on the Business Creators radio show. I don't get a dime for it. I just want to do what I can to spread vibration to help people wherever I can. So with that Craig Goldberg, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me, believe me in education.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you, Adam. I appreciate your listenership. And look at the bottom of that website is a phone number. It rings my cell phone. If any of your listeners have any questions, if they want to speak with me, connect with me, share their story. I'm always, always, always very grateful to connect with the world. And I appreciate you having me. Thank you for your time and your energy today, Adam.
1: Yep. I won't say the number because I want people to actually visit your website and also in case you ever change the number, but the offer is always good.
0: All right.